Sunday night, February the 18th. So get your praise, yeah, get your praise on. We're going to be free that night. We're going to praise with these young folks and, and just boost them and just uh, bless Amen. them, send them up the road with an honorarium. So come prepared to give something toward them and uh, that night. But it'll be good. I think it's good to support the youth by all means. If, if you... You know anything about what's going on in the world, we need to back them up every time we get. Amen. Mm -hmm. But let's remember the Michelle's uh, young baby today. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you for the opportunity yes, Lord. to call on yes, your name. Yes, Lord Jesus. We ask that you touch this little baby. Yes, Lord. Father, if there should be exploratory surgery, let it be found quickly and oh, very minute. Let it be fixed. Or Father, let it not let them not even have to do it. Let a miraculous miracle life, happen where God, Lord the Jesus. baby, is just fine. Life. Lord. Give this mom Michelle and her parents peace. We ask in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And we pray, God, for the, the uh, yes, Jessica Lord. King on losing her father and all of their family, God, that you would touch them today Bring with everything they heard in the funeral yesterday. God, let it resonate with yes, them over Lord. and over and over. Yes, and Father Lord. God, if any good comes from all this, from a passing, let people come and give their hearts and lives to you and make a commitment to serve you so that they can go to heaven and be reunited one day. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 You can stand with me. It is so good to have Barry and Laura LePew with us today. <laughs> if you know, you know. That's all I'm going to say. And I, I will try to refrain from now on. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Hey, we love you guys. We love you. But it's all good. It's good to have a little joke in God's house. God, God likes humor. I think Jesus, I think he would laugh with us. I think he would splash in the River Jordan and laugh oh, with sure. us. Oh, sure, yes. And I would splash with him. <laughs> and I would say, I he love would. you, Jesus. He oh, would. You died for me. Oh, gosh. I can't wait to hug him. To hug him. Brotherly and sisterly love to hug that Amen. man. Amen. Cannot wait. Well, I redeemed myself from that foolishness, didn't I? Okay. Oh, we love you guys. God bless you. Let's worship the Lord. Alan no, is leading. Yet. Huh? Oh, no, you got to take, take it in a member. Give me that. All right. <laughs> Mr. Neil Puckett, you come down here. Yes. And you, you come with me. Amen. We're going to receive Dale in as a member this morning. Amen. Give the Lord some thanks for him today. I said, we've missed him for the last two weeks. I said, I'm going to get you Sunday. I'm going to get you Sunday. Oh, here comes Terry too. Hallelujah. All right, Terry, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. And so we're, today they, of course, you know, they express the desire to be, become members and we certainly want to receive them today. And, uh, you know, as becoming members, you know, you open yourself up, you know, for the Lord to be able to use you in any way that he, he sees fit and uh, you have the capacity to do. And so today we're going to pray over you and believe God to just activate and touch them in Jesus' name in a very powerful way. Amen. So I want you to stretch forth your hand right now in Jesus' name as we pray today over Terry and uh, Dale. And ask God's blessing upon them. Father, today we're so thankful. We're thankful for Dale and Terry. Father, we're thankful today for their lives. All that you have done with them, in them, and through them already. We ask you right now, God, to just touch them. 
Lord, today we receive them into this fellowship of believers. And Lord, we just ask you right now that let every gift be activated. Father, in their lives, God, in the name of Jesus, we pray, Heavenly Father, that they will benefit and they will grow. And Lord God in heaven, and that their light will shine for the glory of God. Father, we ask in Jesus' name, Lord, that they will represent the house well and represent you well, Jesus. So, Lord, we thank you today for their lives. And we receive them in Jesus' name into this body of believers. And thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Everybody stretch forth your hand and say, I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. And God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen. All right. Now let's worship the Lord together. Come on down, let's worship. Yes. Amen. You have a need this morning? We're calling on the name of Jehovah, the God above every name. His name is higher than any name.
situation in this place and I declare the blood of Jesus over it. I declare the Lordship of Jesus over it. Whatever that you're believing for, stand fast. He is the faithful one. Let him fight your battle this morning. Amen. Jehovah Nisi fights your battle. Jehovah Nisi fights your battles. Yeah. Jehovah Nisi fights your battles. Jehovah Nisi fights your battles. Jehovah Nisi fights your battles. Jehovah Jireh meets your need. Jehovah Rapha heal your body. Jehovah Shalom be your peace. Jehovah Nisi fights your battles. Jehovah Jireh meets your need. Jehovah Rapha heal your body. Jehovah Shalom be your peace. Shalom be your 
our battles. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, you are faithful and true. And we bless you this morning. We just bless you, Lord. Lord, we just speak light into the atmosphere over this region. Light, your light. That you draw men unto you, that eyes are opened and hearts are being turned. We speak that in Jesus' name. We declare that in Jesus' name. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. He's been my fourth man in the fire time after time. Born of his spirit, washed in his blood. What he did for me on Calvary is more than enough. I trust in God, my Savior, the one who will never fail. He will never fail. Trust in God, my Savior, the one who will never fail. He will never fail. He will never fail.
globe in your hand. You hold this earth in your hand. church when it cries out you hear us when we call out your name and you are faithful and true you are faithful and true oh there's not another like you you are faithful and true there's not another one like you you are faithful and true, faithful and true is your name, and we thank you, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for all of your goodness and your grace and your mercy. I saw the Lord, and he heard, and he answered, I saw the Lord, and he heard, and he answered.
of triumph. I believe lifting up is going forth right now. If you are down, if you are under the weight of something, that thing breaks.
Spirit. Holy Spirit. We bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Just lift your hands up and praise Him. Just lift your hands up and praise Him. Oh, we praise you, Lord. Worthy are you, Jesus. Worthy are you, Lord. Worthy, Jesus. Worthy, Lord. Worthy, worthy. Worthy, Jesus. Worthy, Jesus. 
Jesus. Worthy Jesus. See, he's here right now. He's present right now. Right now. See, there's healing flowing like a river right now. Deliverance is flowing like a river right now. All you got to do is step out in that river. Somebody says, step out in the river. Step out in that river right now. Just take a few moments. Just worship him. Just worship him. Oh, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I exalt thee. I exalt thee. For thou, O Lord, art high above all the earth. Thou art exalted far above all gods. Oh, yes, you are, Lord. Come on. For thou, O Lord, so very high above all the earth, thou art exalted far above all gods. Come on, let's tell him I exalt thee this morning. Come on. And I exalt thee, oh, I exalt thee, oh, I exalt thee, oh, Lord, we exalt you, Jesus, come on. He's exalted above every disease. He's exalted above every disease. He is exalted above all infirmity. He is exalted against deafness and blindness and demons and devils and circumstances. He is exalted. Somebody say he is exalted. He is exalted far above it all. Far above it all. Hallelujah. And I exalt thee. Come on. Oh, I exalt thee. I exalt thee. Oh, Lord. Come on, lift him up. Oh, I exalt thee, and I exalt 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Your name Brenda? Robin, Robin, yes. Rhonda. We want to pray today for Rhonda. She needs a healing touch from Jesus. The name of Jesus is above every name. It's above cancer. Somebody say the name of Jesus is above cancer. I said the name of Jesus is above cancer. It's above cancer. Amen. This lady right here knows it is. Praise God. Amen. Amen. We're going to believe the name of Jesus today that crushes cancer. The blood of Jesus that crushes cancer today. Every cell Yes, it must. Amen. Every plant the Heavenly Father hath not planted shall be rooted and plucked up in Jesus' name. Mm. Mm. Clean blood cells, you go in and you eat, eat those damaged blood cells in Jesus' name. Yes, yes. You restore the white and the red to the balance it should be as our Father created it to be. Do what man cannot do. Yes. Hallelujah. There's no name, no name above Jesus. I don't care what they call it, what kind, I don't care. There's no name above Jesus. No cancer cell above Jesus. Mm -mm. Flip it, flip it off. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. From the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Yes. Release the blood. Be cleansed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Take out a sota la de 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 Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, it is. Healed. <laughs> yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Shedelele momondo raban santa kambanteke. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Hallelujah. <laughs> right now. Right here, right now. Right here, right now. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Yes. And it's no good. Right. He's a liar. That's right. No. Amen. And you can see you can't believe for healing totally when you're under That's right. The enemy knows that. Gotta have that bone to store God. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, ma'am. Jill. It's diagnosed with cancer yesterday. Let's believe God. Amen. Amen. Father, right now as she stands in proxy for Jill, everybody stretch forth your hand. Call her. Father, we just lift Jill up before you right now. We thank you the devil doesn't have the last say so, but Jesus, you do. You've already given your word on this. We curse that colon cancer. We curse it from the very root. We command it to wither and die in Jesus' name. And we speak healing into that colon in the name of Jesus. We speak wholeness into that colon in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we just thank you for your creative power right now, your healing power in the name of the Lord Jesus. Heal, oh Lord. We send that healing word. You sent your word and healed, Lord, her right now in Jesus' name. We thank you, God, for touching Jill. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Give God some praise. Hallelujah. I think that's it. Amen. I don't know. Is it prayer? Amen. Okay. A praise report. Thursday, I went to the cardiologist. Mm -hmm. When he came into the room, I told him, I said, I'm going to be front with you. I'm not going to be running back and forth to doctors. Right. I do not have the money to do it. Right. I can't afford it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to rely on God right. to take care of the issue. Right. Mm -hmm. Amen. So he did all his checking and everything, and he turns around and he looks at me and he said, I understand why you don't want to go to doctors. Right. He said, because you've seen too many of them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he said, I'm going to tell you right now. They say that your kid, you got renal failure. Yeah. He's 50 years old. I'm 79. He said his numbers was the same as mine. Right, 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 right. He said they put that on you 
but they don't put it on me. Exactly. So what's the difference? He said, now, as far as your heart goes, Mm -hmm. you look great. I said, well, is it necessary for me to come back to you? He said, yes, it is. He said, but I'll see you in a year. There you go. (laughs) Amen. Thank you, Lord. appointment if you're doing okay we'll set it up for six more months amen hallelujah thank you lord very very sweet doctor yeah he said enough is enough amen enough is enough but he said they put that on you Uh uh-huh they keep you coming back by putting that on you yes amen you take it or whether you don't is up to you. Amen. I'm going to walk back in those doors. Hallelujah. I'm going to walk back up to the front. I'm going to praise the Lord the way I'm supposed to do it. Out of this chair without a walker. Amen. Amen. Expect it. You better be here to see it. Amen. That's good. That is good. She made up her mind. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. What good testimonies. You may yes. be seated in God's presence. What a, what a time of worship. We could go home Amen. right now and say, man, it's been good. Thank you, Lord. Little bit of business. If you haven't got your um, donation receipt for this year, I've got a few more to give out. If, if somehow you didn't get one, please see me, and I will make sure you get one, okay? Uh, a good note, we were able to send to the Israel Relief Fund $5,000. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. So, I'm expecting to hear what they did with that. I'm giving them time to get back in touch yes, with amen. us. And if they don't, I will certainly be contacting them. I want to know where every penny went and what would you do with it. And I will report it to you because we believe in accountability yes, here. Yes, we do. And my God, you did that, Harvest Worship Center. Thank you. Thank you. What a... What a Awesome. That's awesome. It's, it's awesome. God's going to bless your socks off. You better off. believe it. And if you don't have any, he might bless you with some. I mean, <laughs> you take care of Israel, and it's just, just, it just comes with a promise. Whether you want it or not, Amen. it's coming with a promise. Amen. Yes, it is. Amen. My goodness. Mm-hmm. I just, wow. I bet you just feel a million different places to go this morning. Oh, I do. I yes. know I do, too. It's going to be good, I'll tell you that. It's going to be good. Um, ushers, if you'll come. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. God loves cheerful givers. You can never outgive him. <laughs> you know, I've, I've been cleaning my closet out. I've been cleaning jewelry out. I've been cleaning stuff out. People, it just comes back. <laughs> giving pocketbooks away and they just come back. I'm like, it's all right because I'll just keep giving. I'll just keep being Amen. a conduit. It's fun, isn't it? Yeah. It just keeps on. But I'm going to tell you a trick. Declutter your closet. It makes you feel better spiritually. It does something to this mind and your spirit. So get get your house in order. You know, God could be getting us all to get our houses in order, even clean. So when we're taken out of here and they come back and look at our houses, they say, man, they were the cleanest people I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) 
That's because they were Christians. Right. And this world was not worthy of us, so he took us. Amen. Right. But we've got a lot of work to do before that yes, happens. Lord Jesus. And, uh, anyway, anyway. Oh, my Hallelujah. goodness. Man, I'm just a thousand directions here. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Father, thank you for the opportunity yes, to call on your name. Thank you for the opportunity to give. Thank you, God, for us being able to send that to Israel and, and all the good things we'll start doing in 2024, even more so in missions areas. God, thank you for the things we do in this county and beyond. We love you, Jesus, so much. Thank you for giving seed to the sower. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. I've often wondered what would happen if she fell down the steps and I had a hold of her. I guess I'd fall on top of her. Thank you, Lord. Let's go ahead and turn our Bible uh, to Second Timothy chapter one. Second Timothy chapter one. And then also Ephesians chapter 6. And let's stand for the reading of the word. Second Timothy chapter two, verse one through four. And the Bible says, thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Jesus, Christ Jesus. Now that's a good scripture because if you're God's son or God's daughter, somebody say amen, amen. claim that for yourself. Amen. Claim it for yourself talking about master plans for the end time. Part three. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses. The same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. How many know we need faithful men, faithful women, especially in this hour? God is speaking to us. He says, faithful men. You can't just commit something to somebody who is unfaithful. How do you determine if a person is faithful? They have proven themselves. Somebody say dependable, not deplorable. Amen. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, 
that he may please him who have chosen him to be a good soldier. What a powerful word the apostle Paul is giving to his son Timothy in the faith. Endure hardness. Look at somebody and say, endure hardness. Say, endure it. Walk through it. Stand on it. Be strong in the grace. Be strong in the grace. Because one of the things that Paul says that in the last times, hard times, times hard to pair, perilous times shall come. And he's telling Timothy here, man up. Be strong. Amen. Be a good soldier. Be a good soldier. Endure hardness. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who has chosen him to be a good soldier. You can't be of a divided heart and fight properly. Amen. Listen to what he says. No man that wars entangles himself with the affairs of this life. You get caught up in this life and all this life does and in this world system, you get caught up in it. It's impossible to be a soldier of Christ. Can't focus on all the other stuff. The devil will have you wrapped up in this and wrapped up in that. No focus. Got to have focus. Somebody say focus. Focus. No man that wars entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him. How many want to please Jesus? I want to please Christ. Amen. Then in Ephesians chapter number six, verse 10, final instruction, final, finally, be strong. Here he is again. Be strong, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to, Remember that word able is important. Steni, it is important that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For our wrestling is not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against the powers, against the world rulers of this darkness, against the spiritual host of wickedness in heavenly places. Wherefore, take unto you, take unto you, Take unto you. Wherefore, take up this whole armor. Everybody say, take the whole armor. Not part of it. All of it. That you may be able, able, somebody say able, to stand. And having done all, to stand. Somebody say, you got to stand. Father, thank you for your word. We ask you today in the name of the Lord Jesus to come and touch our hearts and minds. Holy Spirit, we say we desperately need you. Right now, God, Father, we ask you to move in the hearts and the lives of people. Lord, and I pray today that we'll be very sensitive to your presence. Help us not to miss anything that you want to do. We surrender to you. We surrender to you, Lord Jesus. Ask you to have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. 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 You may be seated. Maybe a little bit more punch. 
I was um, meditating on this service, and actually, last Sunday, when the Lord moved so marvelously <laughs> and good, somebody say marvelous and good. Amen. I'm going to be switching back and forth, so don't freak out on me. Um, and there's an old song that I want to sing. I don't know whether I can sing all of it, but maybe some of it that I really love. I love this song because it speaks to me. And so I want you to listen to the words of it. The name of it is Run to the Battle by Steve Camp. How many remember that song? If you do, you're dating yourself. 1980s. Some people want to live within the sound of chapel bells, but I want to run a mission a yard from the gates of hell. And with everyone you meet, I'll take the gospel and share it well. Look around you as you hesitate. Another soul just fell. Let's run to the battle. Let's run to the battle. Do you have your armor on? We're in the middle of a raging war. We've been training for so long. Have we learned to use his sword? We may not be many, but we serve a mighty God. And he's made us more than conquerors. So what are you waiting for? Let's run to the battle. I said, let's run to the battle. Then he says, he has trampled down the enemy. And he has given us the victory. When we pray, let's learn to see that his army is marching on our knees. Let's run to the battle. Let's run to the battle. There'll be times when we grow weak. Let's keep our faith alive. Let your faces shine with glory for he's helped us to survive. And in that final hour, when you feel like you're ready to die, will you hear the trumpet sound? Will you hear the warrior cry? Let's run to the battle. Let's run to the battle. For he has trampled down the enemy. And he has given us the victory. When we pray, we learn to see that his army is marching on their knees. Let's run to the battle. See, I love that. I said that ought to be our heartbeat. I said that ought to be our heartbeat. My God. But see, this is so true. Some people want to live within the sound of chapel bells. But we ought to want to run a mission a yard from the gates of hell. And with everyone you meet, take the gospel and share it well. Look around you as you hesitate. Another soul just fell. So run to the battle. You see, the thing about this battle is not with flesh and blood. I said, this battle is not with flesh and blood. 
principalities and powers and spirits of wickedness in high places, the prince and the power of the air. I was reading this and thinking about how it's so easy to become complacent or cold or indifferent or apathetic in the time in which we live because there's so much stuff that goes on. We were talking about this just a few minutes ago, actually, because we can get so caught up in everything that goes on around us that we lose focus of the harvest that is before us. I'm reminded of Jesus' story in the Bible about him sending out the invitations for people to come to the feast, the wedding feast. And then no one began to, they they did not respond and begin to say things like, well, we bought a piece of ground, I've married a wife, and I've got to do this, and I've got to do that. And the Bible said that it angered the man. And so he called them in and he said, okay, I want you to go into the highways, and I want you to go into the hedges. See, under the old covenant, there were certain kinds of people that weren't allowed to come into the presence of God. And so here Jesus is saying, look, we're taking away the restrictions. We're taking away what people think are the deplorables (laughs) and the unworthy. And he said, I want you to wade out into the highways and into the hedges and I want you to find those that are scum and dirt and the off-scouring, the ones that nobody thinks worth it, even worth speaking to or even worth looking at, I want you to go to them and I want you to tell them that the king of all kings, the king of heaven, is inviting them to come to a marriage supper. Come on, somebody. Oh, that's a good place to praise him. God began to stir my heart about this. I know that, uh, you know, the, am I on here? Yes. I know the other day that I was, should I use a handheld? Okay. The other day I was in Martinsville and I was coming out of Rural King and I began to go out the exit on the right-hand side. And as I did, I happened to look over into the woods and I saw all these homeless people that were over there. And I've dealt with some homeless people in in my time. I've had them get mad at me, cuss me, and tell me they didn't want my socks and tell me they didn't want shoes and and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, but I'm I'm looking at them and I'm thinking about what Jesus is saying. And and I was thinking about the lyrics of this song. It just rose up in my my spirit. And I'm thinking about the darkness that they're involved in because the Bible says in the book of Isaiah in chapter number 60, darkness shall cover the earth. And I want you to think about that for a few minutes because in America, the land of freedom, the land of the home and the free, the land of the brave, the land of prosperity, there shouldn't be one homeless person on a sidewalk. There shouldn't be anybody that's living out in the woods. There shouldn't be anybody that cannot have their needs met. I I want you to listen to me this morning because I believe God is speaking to us because when you begin to look at those kinds of lifestyles, and you understand that they're so demented and darkened in their thinking and that they, they barely can function in life. It's almost like a whole community within itself, and it really is, but they're, they're, they're taken a hold of and paralyzed by the darkness of this world. They can't see the way out. And to them, they think, man, I'm living because a lot of them may not even want help. But the main thing to understand is that they have a soul. And Jesus, I believe that that it's like this, that when you think about the end times, somebody say the end times. 
because that's what this story relates to in the Bible is that if you understand the marriage supper of the Lamb is that the final of the final when we go into the presence of our God. But God is saying to us, look, there's still plenty of room at my table. There's still plenty of room at my table. And he said, we have a problem in my body that we go looking for people that live in high echelon or people that have money or people that are respected and people that have everything in life that they already need. And yes, I I know that those people need to be reached too, but understand what I'm telling you is that God is concerned about every single soul that exists on the face of this earth. And I want you to understand what I'm getting ready to say because our nation, you wouldn't think this, but in our nation there is such a corrupt movement of darkness that it wants those people living in the woods and on the sidewalks. It wants them to be without. It wants them to be dependent upon something other than God. Somebody say, we have the answer. I have the answer for the white house. I have the answer for the outhouse. I have the answer for your house. I have the answer for my house. And that is the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. That when we come, yeah, give God a praise. (laughs) That when we, that when we shine that light in that darkness, things begin to happen. See, I'm a firm believer. There could be a Billy Graham living out in the woods. There could be a T.L. Lowry living out in the woods. There could be other great women of God of time past living out in those woods. People strung out on drugs and alcohol. And, and they've, they've been banished from their homes. These, a lot of young people. And you know what? I believe that this is the hour that God is telling us, man, take that message and go out into the highways and the hedges. Don't just go to the places that smell good and look good. Go to the places where hell is at and let the power of the presence of God permeate that place and bring resurrection life to them. Let's run to the battle. Let's don't run from the battle. You see, when Jesus in the Revelation, as we started this series several weeks back and John was banished to the isle that is called Patmos and he's there and he's writing the revelation of Jesus Christ. Remember that when Christ appears to him and begins to unfold to him the revelation is that he tells John to write these seven letters and send them to the seven churches. Last week, we talked about Pergamum. And I was thinking about the Laodicean church, but that's kind of like the last church on the circuit of the mail route in the book of Revelation. And he tells them this indictment. He said, this is what I have against you. You think that you're rich, you got your act together, and just because everything is fine of you, you're letting everything else go to hell. You say, I'm rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. He said, but what you need is gold that's tried in the fire. And you need to anoint your eyes of eye salve that you can see. You need this holy fire from heaven and from my presence to get a hold of you and bring transformation and change. And so Jesus, when he appears to John, remember that he didn't come as the lamb. He comes as this this Christ that is exalted and magnified. And like most people have never seen anything like it. John's traveled with him. He's been with him. But now he sees him as he is standing in the midst of his church. Somebody say, I belong to him. 
Somebody say, he is mine and I am his. And as Jesus stands there, the head and hair are white like his underwool, his eyes flame of fire, his countenance as the sun shines in his strength, his voice is the voice of many waters, his feet is furnished, burnished brass as if they burned in the furnace. And he's looking, John is looking at him and he's looking at John and the Bible said John falls as a dead man. And that Jesus looks at him and says, fear not. And see, this is the important thing that we need to get today is that John received a fresh revelation of who Jesus is. And I believe today that one of the things that the battle weary need is a fresh revelation of who Jesus is. He's not, listen to me, he's not just the consoler and the massager of our hurts and our burdens and the burden lifter of the burdens that we carry. He's the Christ that is building a church that the gates of hell shall not prevail against. Are you listening to me? He's standing in the midst of his church and he's beckoning to them. He says, look, you're alive in this hour right now in 2024 that you can cause the gates of hell to be crushed through my name. You have a light that shines in the darkness and the darkness can't comprehend it. You got a voice that can shake the foundations of darkness. You have an anointing from the Holy Spirit that destroys the yoke and that lifts the burdens. You've got my presence with you. You have a word that I've given to you that never changes and that lets people know that I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's the bedrock foundation that all things are built on. And in the midst of your world that is falling apart politically, morally, in any other way that you can think of, he's saying today, you are the answer and the seed that I want to plant in this world and in this earth that wherever that you go, darkness has to flee. Righteousness springs up and people's lives are changed by my power and presence. Come on. My God, you think about what Jesus appearing in that manner. If our eyes were open this morning, he's not some meek individual that's hanging on the cross with a napkin wrapped around his loins. In actuality, he was naked when he hung on the cross. But that's not where he's at. He's risen from the dead. And we act like he's still in the tomb. We act like he's still dead. It's time to run to the battle. Devil, I know my God's alive. I know that he lives. I know that he's present. I know that he's with me. And I know that you're in trouble, that I know this because I will not let up in my prayer. I won't let up in speaking the word. I won't let up. Run to the battle. Last day strategies. Bash the gates of hell. Pull down the strongholds. Pray in the name of Jesus. Talking about the blood this morning. Plead and put the blood of Jesus against every work of hell in Jesus' name. John is absolutely transformed right here. He receives a fresh revelation and understanding of who Jesus is. I was drawn back to Exodus chapter number 33 where Moses goes up into the mountain. Anybody remember the story? And he's there getting the Ten Commandments. He comes back down, finds the people dancing around the golden calf. He breaks the tablets and then he has to ascend back up again. And I want to read this to you because we need to hear this. I want you to cast the gist of this. Moses met God in Mount Sinai and glowed with the glory and the fire of God. 
He said, be ready in the morning to climb Mount Sinai and get set to meet me on top of the mountain. Not a soul is to go with you. The whole mountain must be clear of people, even animals, not even sheep or oxen can be grazing in front of the mountain. God is telling the people, said, look, you've already failed one test because you thought differently about me than you should be thinking. You know what Jesus is saying in the revelation? You are seeing me as your friend and your buddy. And your compadre. He said, but I'm Lord of lords and king of all kings. I am the judge of all judges. I am the righteous and holy one. And so here, he's telling them, he said, look, this place is so holy. All I'm going to do is ascend on it. My holiness will cover the mountain. And if anybody even comes near it, they'll die. So Moses cut two more tablets of stone just like the originals. He got up early in the morning, climbed the Mount Sinai as God commanded him, carrying the two tablets of stone. God descended in the cloud, took up his position there beside him and called out the name, God, God. God passed in front of him and called out, God, God, a God of mercy and grace, endless patience, so much love, so deeply true, loyal in love for a thousand generations, forgiven iniquity, rebellion, and sin. Still, he doesn't ignore sin. He, he holds sons and daughters responsible for father's sins to the third and the four, even the fourth generations. At once, Moses fell to the ground and worshiped, saying, please, oh, master, if you see anything good in me. Did you hear that? Please, master, travel with us. Well, my God, I don't want a dead God follow. I don't want a dead God going with me. I don't want a half-baked, half-cooked cake. I don't want a God that has no power. I don't want to serve a God that can't anoint me with power. I don't want a God that can't transform me and lift me up out of my sin and my darkness. Are you listening to me today? I don't want a God that can't deliver. Moses got this revelation. My God, I didn't know that you were like this God. But oh God, if there's any good in me, master, please, please, master, travel with us. Hard-headed as these people are, forgive our iniquity and sin. Own us, possess us. And God said, I love this. As of right now, I'm gonna make a covenant with you. See, when you get desperate, when you get a revelation, when you have an encounter with God, when you meet him, it may be at a distance, but man, I'm going to tell you something. You can't even meet God at a distance without being transformed. I have a lot of trouble. Listen, I have a lot of trouble with people that say, I've seen a vision of Jesus and act like, you know, just skip along and high-fiving and all this stuff. No, you didn't have a vision of Jesus. You ate pizza that night and you thought you saw something. Because if you meet him, you're going to be forever changed. You're going to, your composure is going to be different. You're going to become broken on the inside. You will fear and you will tremble. In all delight, you will be, you'll say to yourself, oh God, this is the greatest day that in my life that I've ever experienced. But on the other hand, oh God, I feel like I'm going to die because you're holy. Who am I, God, that you should love me? And God said, 
as of right now, I am making a covenant with you. In sight of your people, I will work wonders that have never, listen to this, in sight of the people, I will work wonders. In sight of your people, I will work wonders. In sight of your people, I will, God will, God Almighty will work wonders that have been created Never been created, never been created in all of the earth in any nation. Wow. You know what I'm saying? If I step back over in Revelation and enter that Shekinah glory where Jesus is in the church, I hear him saying, I made a covenant with you that cannot be broken. And I want to say this to you, that I am going to show wonders through you to the nations of the earth, come on, and things that you have seen that have never been created before. Somebody say hallelujah, in the earth. See, we need to get ready and come into some expectancy that we believe that the God of the Bible is the same yesterday. Yesterday. Yesterday, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He stepped out on nothing where there was nothing and created something out of nothing. Can you imagine that? Having that encounter with who he is, I believe that God is saying right now, especially through the revelation of Jesus Christ, I gave you those seven letters so that you could read them and understand. If you'll have an ear to hear what the Holy Ghost is saying to you, you're gonna be able to rise up in power and glory and authority in the nations and you're gonna speak a word that's gonna change circumstances. Even though a governor may say one thing, you'll get up and say, thus saith the Lord and see the hand of God change it. Even though a president may be trying to do something that's evil, the church can rise and say, Thus saith the Lord. Come on, somebody, with one voice. Somebody say, with one voice. That's why Paul says that you may be able to stand. That you unify as one. That you realize that you are an army. Invincible, undefeatable. The victory is already ours. There's no devil that's going to step on the scene that can do anything. The Antichrist can't even make his debut until we're raptured out of here. What does that tell you? Only now him that led us will let. See, we are here as the restraining force to put our hand in the devil's chest and say, no. You're not having my children nor my great-grandchildren. You're not having my city. You're not having my town. You're not having my health. You're not having my wealth. No. Run to the battle. Run to the battle. See, we become so complacent because we don't have a revelation of who he is. We've measured him by singing out of hymns. We've measured him by movies that are out. We've measured him and come to believe if they said it on the TV screen, it has to be right. Beloved, can I tell you today, if it doesn't come out of this, it's no good. God has set the world up on seven pillars. They are his word. Come on now. Without the word, without the absolute of his word, everything would perish and go away. And we are here as the, his entity in this earth. 
a living, breathing representation of Jesus Christ. Now are we the body of Christ. My God. Run to the battle. Listen to what he says. Then all the people with whom you're living will see how tremendous God's work is. This is what God is telling Moses. Then, 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 stay in the fire. Stay in the fire until you come out with a fiery presence of God upon your life. I was telling God over the past several weeks, Lord, I'm full of the Holy Ghost. I'm baptized in the Holy Ghost, but I want that fire. I want a baptism of fire. Jesus, you said in the word, you said I would be baptized in the Holy Ghost and that you would also baptize me in the fire. I want the fire. I understand that that fire, it penetrates everything that hell can throw at me. I understand that the fire keeps me holy. I understand that the fire makes me a better representative of you. I understand that the fire... God is a fire from his loins up. His word is a fire. Jeremiah said his word's like a burning fire in my heart and I can't even be quiet. When the Holy Ghost fell on the day of Pentecost, what did they get? Tongues of fire. You can't hang around God without getting close to fire. Come on, somebody. We just need to embrace the fire. Let it burn out and purify and make holy and bring transformation and make us more like him. Somebody say hallelujah. Hey, 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 hey. Listen. The work, the work I'll do for you, and take careful note, he says. Take careful note. Of all that I command you today, I'm clearing your way by driving out the Amorites, Canaanites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, Jebusites. Huh? Stay vigilant. Isn't that what Peter said? Be sober. Be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion. Through the Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Jebusites, Canaanites are seeking whom they may devour. Come on, listen. Listen to what he says. Don't let your guard down lest you make covenant with the people who live in the land that you are entering and they trip you up. I gotta stay in the fire. I don't want it just a few shundies. I want fire. Fire. Somebody say fire. I want the fire. So when the devil tries to rope me up, the rope gets burnt off. Amen. I want the fire. Come on. It takes off and burns off everything. Everything the enemy would try to use to trip me, it burns it up. Come on. Listen. Tear down. Listen to what God says. This is the word. Tear down their altars, smash their phallic statues, chop down their fertility poles. Don't worship any other God. God, his name is the jealous one, is a jealous God. So be careful that you don't make a covenant with the people who live in the land and take up with their sex and religious life. Join or join them in meals at their altars. 
or your sons marry their daughters or your daughters marry their sons. Wow. Did you hear that? So we're living in a time, listen to what I'm going to tell you. There are people in America that are embracing demonism at a rate like we've never seen before. We never pray and ask God what he thinks about what I do to my flesh. We hail it like it's the most wonderful thing in the world. But listen, this is his temple. I can't take his temple down to the local pub and drink until I get skunk drunk. I can't fill the temple with drugs. I can't step over and fornicate and commit adultery with this temple. I gotta keep it clean and pure. Hello, somebody. In Exodus 33:18, as Moses is receiving the revelation of God. John in the revelation as he's receiving the revelation of Jesus. Moses says in Exodus 33 and 18, please God, let me see your glory. Let me see your glory. And God said, I'm gonna make all my goodness pass right in front of you. And so God continued, but you may not see my face. No one can see my face and live. And God said, look here. Here is a place beside me. Put yourself on this rock. See, if you're going to draw nigh to God, you've got to have some steady feeding. Steady footing. Amen. See, I done skint one alligator. I should have wore snake boot on one side and a gator on the other. Somebody say, I'm treading, I'm treading. I'm treading. Listen, Exodus 33, 29 and 30, when Moses came down from the Mount Sinai carrying the two tablets of the testimony, he didn't know that the skin of his face glowed because he had been speaking with God. Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses saw his radiant face and held back afraid to be close to him. Everybody go, wow. (laughs) See, I'm going to tell you something. When you have an encounter with God, you ain't got to tell people. You fast, you don't have to tell people. You shouldn't tell people. If you have an encounter with God, you you haven't got to toot your own horn. Amen. They're going to see it. And when you get that fire burning, the lukewarm will scatter from you. Man, I can tell you right now, man, they just got too much religion. No, they've got God. They've got the fire. Woo! I said they have the fire. Isn't it amazing that when you when you come in contact with a burning bush or when you come in contact with the glory that everybody wants to back off? Huh. They didn't want to get near Moses. Man, I'm going to tell you right now, I can't, I can't do all. I'll let, I can't, I just, I'm going to tell you right now. They're too far gone. No, we haven't gone far enough. That shows you how far back we've gone. Draw nigh unto me and I'll draw nigh unto you. Why don't we want to embrace his fire or his holiness or his goodness or his mercy or, or his glory? Listen to this. The people saw it. They feared What a powerful story. 
And then what happens? Man, if we travel to the new covenant, we find out something about Jesus. What do we find out? Number one, he's the rock that Moses wouldn't stood on. He's my footing. Jesus, the rock. Somebody say the rock. And the Bible said that there was a place that was opened up in Jesus' side. Forthwith came blood and water to cleanse, to purify, to sanctify. See, when God was speaking to Moses about that rock, he was typifying a time that Christ would hang on the cross and say, you need to stand on the rock if you're going to be in my glorious presence. See, if we're going to be in God's presence, the first thing that we have to do is get in the presence of Jesus. I want to know him. I want to know Jesus. The second thing is I want to make sure I'm clean. Let that blood wash over me. Let the washing of the water of the word wash over me. And so Jesus is there. And see, that opens up a way for us to go behind the veil where the glory is. Because up until Jesus, nobody could go behind the veil where the glory's at. Every one of us today have an opportunity, unlike Moses, his predecessors, all the people that came after, we go behind the veil. The temple veil was rent from the top to the bottom. 40 feet long, 30 feet high, four inches thick, weighed tons. Nobody could get through the thick cloud, the, the thick veil that separated man from God. Because I'm sure that like a Joshua or a Caleb or others that are in the scripture, that they had this possessive hunger of God. They said, I, I just wish what happened to Moses would happen to me. I wish what happened, you know, to, 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 to him would take place in my life. And so Jesus comes along, you know what he does? He rips the veil down and says, everybody come in. But you can't get in without the water and the blood. So when I go into his presence, see, this is what I'm getting at. Now listen, we have to move from acclimatization to activation. Acclimatization being adjustment. See, we have become so familiar with church. Mm. We've been, been assimilated into churchianity. We've been conditioned. Three songs, four songs, you know. You know, just let me out of here. I got to go eat. See, I'm working on you right now, your flesh. Somebody say, well, ain't you hungry? Oh, I could go for some good food. But I'm more hungry to see what Jesus is going to do right here. Just track with me. Just hang on now. Listen, listen. We've become so adapted to churchianity. High-fiving, coming through the door. I, how you doing? I'm blessed and highly flavored. We know all the little cute little things to say and so forth and charismania. Do we not? But see what he's telling us, just as he did through Moses and through Christ about coming behind that veil. We've got to move into power of purpose through the endowment of the Holy Ghost. He says, when my glory passes by, I'm going to put you in the cleft of the rock 
I'm going to put you in that covenant. I'm going to put you in that blood. I'm going to put you in that water. I'm going to put you there and cover you with my hand. This is powerful. Hunger will bring transformation. Hunger will bring encounter. Hunger will change your life. Hunger for him. Amen. So this is so powerful because, listen, we've learned the churchianity. This is what Paul talks about. He's writing to the Roman believers. He says this, be not conformed to this world. This age, fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the, by the entire renewal of your mind and by its new ideals and this new attitude so that you may prove to you, for yourself what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So he's telling us, he said, we're going to have to beware of not just being part of the fluff, but be part of the fire. Run to the battle. Run to the battle. We cannot just be acclimated into something. We have to receive activation. Activation is simply this. Flip the switch on. Start your engines. <laughs> Get going. Set in motion. Man, I like that one. I want to be activated. I said I want to be activated. I can hear heaven say, Church, start your engines. I said, church, start your engines. I like this. <laughs> I love it. Listen. Church, set in motion. Set in motion. See, this is it right here. You're activated when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. We need to move out of the churchianity and move into activation. Quit trying to tell somebody else to go do it. You go! I feel like you need to do this. No, if you got it, God's speaking to you. It's not your neighbor, it's you that he's talking to. Well, I think that you know that you need to, no, 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 no. It's you. Somebody say, it's you, bub. Bubba, it's you. God's talking to you. You gotta set something in motion. Some people wanna live within the sound of chapel bells, but somebody has gotta wanna run a mission a yard from the gates of hell. If everyone they meet, take that gospel and share it well. What do you mean? That means go down into the darkness and begin to cast out the devils. Come on now, like Antipas did in Pergamum, remember last week? Begin to cast those devils out and pull down those strongholds and preach the gospel until the town or the city gets changed in the name of the Lord Jesus. Christ. Somebody shout activated. Activated away from churchianity. And so this is where the power is at. The rubber meets the road. Jesus has commissioned us. He said go. What does Jesus mean when he says go? What's the definition of go? <laughs> go. Everybody knows what go means, right? 
Go. He said, go. Go into all the world. Go into the highways. Go into the hedges. And listen, we started with this. When you're going, see, he's talking about don't go send an invitation to somebody out there that you feel comfortable around. He said, go where the gates of hell are and get down in there and you share that word with them. If it works in God's house, it works in the gutter. It works in the darkness. It works no matter where God sends us to. This thing never changes. Somebody say amen. We are commissioned. We are activated by the Holy Spirit. So we're activated. And what did he say? Go preach the gospel to every creature. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Teach. You know, he says, whosoever believeth shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall cast out devils. You shall speak with new tongues. You shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. My God. See, activation is the thing that, should, that causes us to thrive. Amen? If I always prayed and didn't see demonstration or manifestation, I'm not going to stay much of a prayer warrior. Understand? But if I'm praying and believing God, and if I'm acting on what Jesus says for me as a commission to rise up and to go in his name. Verse 20 said, and the Lord was working with them, confirming the word with signs following them. So when they went out, just like Jesus did, as he was sent of the Father, when we go out commissioned by him, we have every right to look for the affirmation and confirmation of God in, in, in our lives as we're following him in obedience in the word. You run across a demon-possessed person, cast the devil out. You run across a person that's sick, pray over them. You see somebody that's lost, preach the gospel to them. And I'm getting ready to close. Jennifer, go ahead and come on up. Let's go ahead and stand. So he's telling us, he said, be activated. Turn the switch on. Start your engines. Amen? Start your engines. Set in motion. And I believe this is what God wants to do is to set in motion a revolution or a great awakening. It's very evident that the darkness is so dense that when we preach or when we're witnessing to people, we don't see the breakthrough that we want to see. And I believe that that is why we need that fresh encounter with the God that told us to go. We need to see him as Moses did in that mountain. We need to see him as John did in the Revelation so that I'll never be the same again. I want to know him. I don't want to just, I don't want to know religion. I want to know Jesus. I want to know Jesus to set something in motion. It's so simple. What do you mean? That means that you pray, you fast, and you go. Holy Spirit, where are you leading me to go? What do you want me to do? God, have your way with me. 
If you're like me, when I, you know, when I was in the, uh, when I was young before and in church, I, we had several friends. We would always get together every week and we would pray, we would fast, and we would go out. And so we would go challenge the powers of darkness, wanting to see those people set free in Jesus' name. So we have our hands full right now. Somebody say amen. We've got our hands full, but I'm going to tell you this. God has well equipped us with everything that we need to accomplish exactly what he wants to see done in this earth. Somebody say amen. So he's looking, he's looking for people that, that are listening for the Macedonian cry that will be burning intercessors for the Lord. People that will go into the harvest and tell people about Jesus. And it doesn't matter how young or how old that you are, he's still looking to every one of us to go in his name. Changing culture as we go. Amen. Every head bowed. So Father, right now, in Jesus' name. God, I ask you to move in this house. I believe that there are people today, Lord, that have a heart that's burning for you right now. I believe that there are people, Father God, that are saying, Jesus, I want the fire. I want your touch. I want that fresh anointing. I want that fresh encounter with you. I've got to have your touch. Lord, I'm asking you to baptize me fresh in you and the Holy Ghost and with fire. I'm asking you to touch me from the top of my head to the very soles of my feet. Lord, because I want to go and start something. I want to see the powers of darkness shattered, pulled down, the kingdom advance in Jesus name and Lord I'm asking for your touch today God I'm hungry for you I'm hungry for you show me your glory like you did Moses God move in my heart Jesus so today listen to me if that's you then God is going to do some business right now with you God said you bring yourself to me remember what he said God if there's anything good in here that you can find in me Moses cried God if there's anything and when Moses got desperate, God spoke back to him. And he said, this is, I'm going to make my covenant with you. And this is what I'm going to do. So when you come today, you and God are going to do some transaction. He's going to baptize you with fire. He's going to transform your life. Don't even wait on me to give an altar call if you feel this tug. I want you to respond today in the name of Jesus and say, Father, I'm hungry for that. I need that. I want you to come in Jesus' name. God, lead me. Lead me into the highways. Lead me into the hedges. Take me in, that, in those dark places, Father, where the captives need to be set free. Lord, set me on fire. I want to run to the battle. Run to the battle. Hallelujah. God, start a revolution. Revolution. You know what? Everybody in here ought to actually be down at this altar. I'm just telling you. You ought to all be down. You know what you're telling me by staying out there? And I'm, 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 somebody said, are you fussing at me? Yes. In the respect that you as a believer should want the fire of God burning in your heart that you could go out and see the world changed around you in Jesus' name. Jesus! If you need to be born again today, now's a good time to come in Jesus' name. Say, Lord, I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. Set me on fire today. Set me on fire. Set me on fire. Lord Jesus, hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Lord. If you feel led to pray for somebody, pray for them in Jesus' name. Let the Holy Ghost lead you. If you feel led to pray for somebody, go pray over them in Jesus' name. Pray over them. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, give him some praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Somebody say, I'm healed. I'm free. I'm strong. I'm going to run a mission. A yard from the gates of hell. <laughs> In Jesus' name.
Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. I think that they might have grew out some this week. <laughs> Amen. He's going to get it. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. So what date did you, what date did you say the praise team would be with us? 16th? 18th. Patrick County praise team will be with us on the 18th. Okay. So be in prayer, uh, you know, that the Lord would move in a powerful way. Um. We are going to be doing a fast and, you know, I'm just really praying about the Lord's direction and, you know, I really feel right now it's going to be like three days. And so we're going to, we're going to go on a three day fast together. It's probably going to be after, um, what is it? The, the cupids and all that stuff. <laughs> Valentine's day. It'll be after Valentine's day. Uh, but we'll let you know more about that on the date. So we're praying for resurrection breakthrough in Jesus' name. So I want to believe God to just uh, to do some things during those three days. Uh, just to give you a heads up, you know, we're going to try to get away from some technology in those three days and get into some high-tech Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. I believe God to move. Hallelujah. Also, um, I know the Lord, we have been seeking God for quite some time about Sunday night services. And our intention is right around the 1st of March is to start those. And so we believe in God. We've been just kind of keeping an eye on the pulse and see how God is moving and things are building. And, and so we're going to do that. Amen. And so what's something you need to be excited about? Amen. Praise the Lord. I think the times demand it. The times demand it in Jesus' name. Amen. Um. And I think that's it. Also, uh, Colonel David Giamona will be with us in the month of May right now. So, hallelujah. All right. So, and continue to pray for Perry Stone. I still haven't heard back from him yet. I heard we called him a few, we called a few weeks ago around, you know, the 1st of January. And so we need to pray. We want the right date. We want the right date. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, may the Lord bless you. Yes. Amen. Because <laughs> you're iron woman. Iron woman. <laughs> Amen. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May he turn his face toward you. May he lift his countenance to you, be gracious to you, and may he grant you peace. In Jesus' name, go, go, go. In Jesus' name. Amen.